Joining us now in our studios is our state representative uh, for District 20B, Todd Lippert. Uh, representative Lippert, good morning. Thank you so much for coming Good morning, in Jeff. Today. Good to be here. It's, it, you have a little better weather than when I came in. It was pouring. <laughs> <laughs> no, nice and dry. Uh, it's, it's fine for me. And uh, that uh, rain is very welcome. The farm, We're going to talk about farmers and uh, legislation in just a moment or so uh, over the course of this conversation, but uh, they needed the rain. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about this week. We had you on Tuesday. You know, you, you got the budget... The budget numbers had been agreed upon. I don't know if you'd even gotten them or seen them at that point, but now that you've seen them and let them soak, let it soak in a little bit, uh, is is it kind of what you thought it was going to be from what you'd heard uh, on Monday? Yeah, we're we've been digging into the details, and I think in in uh, the various budget areas, the chairs are, are starting to dig in and get to work. On, on sorting things out. So overall, um, you know, like I said on Tuesday, this is a it's a it's a good deal for um, our schools and making sure that we're funding our schools now and going forward too um, into the next biennium. It'll give us the uh, funding that will allow us to focus on uh, trying to close the achievement gaps by race and geography. Really focus on some of those equity gains uh, that's important for. Uh, all students across the state. Uh, also, there's uh, big investments in um, health and human services, making sure that people have enough. So those are um, that that framework we're uh, learning more about and um, and digging into. There are a couple policy areas that will be uh, important to Democrats as we move forward. Um, and uh, one is police reform and accountability, and another is uh, clean cars too. Let's talk about those. Um, Police reform. We we talked with uh, Senator Dreheim, uh, who's of course a Republican. He said that we just passed police reform uh, this past summer. What's new and different in this, and why should we? Con- I mean, is there what more needs to be fixed? So I think since the the shooting death of Dante Wright, uh, there's been a renewed sense of urgency across the state to make sure that our communities are places where uh, people of color uh, feel safe in their own skin and that trust is being rebuilt between uh, communities of color and law enforcement. And a year ago, um, so we're getting close to the year anniversary of uh, the murder of George Floyd. After that, uh, we passed bipartisan police reform legislation. Uh, Senator Dayheim is, is correct. Um, but we were clear that this is a first step, that there is a lot of work to do in this area. Uh, this is a first step, and we know that there's more work to be done. And so we've had police reform measures uh, going throughout the session before uh, the shooting death of Dante Wright. And then afterwards, uh, House Democrats said, you know, here here's our response. We know these are the things that we need to do. Um, and so a few of those policies are um, limiting low-level traffic stops. So, for example, Dante Wright was pulled over because he had an air freshener hanging from his window. Um, people are pulled over for expired tabs or a broken taillight. These things don't have um, much to do or anything to do with public safety. And uh, there are places in the country that have limited these uh, traffic stops, and they're seeing very good outcomes because of it. Um, allowing for community oversight councils is another policy. So this is uh, would simply allow communities to put, to uh, put a board like a school board in place, uh, allowing the community to have input on public safety and to provide some oversight. Um, and we think this would be an important reform measure. Uh, another one is related to mental health. So when a mental health-related call comes into dispatch, it would go directly to a mental health crisis team where those teams are available. There are places in the state where they are, and uh, this would take some of those mental health calls off of the plate of uh, police officers and uh, we think lead to better outcomes too. Um, 
Another is uh, is very simple, but we saw that it was necessary after uh, the insurrection at the Capitol January 6th, which would uh, require that a police officer be dismissed if that police officer is found to be affiliating with a white supremacist group. Uh, so there's a suite of policies. We think they are um, very agreeable. Uh, they're not extreme. They're just common sense, and we think they would move our state forward. All right. Let's talk about uh, the other one you mentioned was uh, clean cars. Uh, what uh, What is involved with uh, those bills? So uh, a clean cars policy is, is a very important policy we can put in place in Minnesota that would improve our uh, – help us meet our climate goals in the transportation sector. There are 14 other states that have a policy like this. It would require more and more efficient vehicles to be sold in Minnesota. It would also uh, drive the sales of electric vehicles in Minnesota. And I've had constituents saying they're having trouble finding electric vehicles in Minnesota, and this policy would would um, help with that. Um, it's been This has become contentious. It's become a, uh, an area of debate in the Environment Committee. Um, but this is an important policy to help us meet our climate goals, uh, something that the DFL is uh, you know, going to want to be standing behind to make this deal possible. Uh, Todd Lippert is with us. He is the uh, is the uh, District 20B state representative. We're talking about the legislative session that is uh, continuing on. And you mentioned, we talked a little bit before we went on the air, there's something you want to mention that, uh, to, because it's a big thing, and that is the uh, ECO Act, uh, having to do with energy and the legislation there. Uh, tell us about that and why, why it's significant. That's right. The ECO Act passed on Monday, and it was kind of overshadowed by the budget targets coming out. Um, but this has been, this was a, a big piece of legislation, the most significant energy legislation that we've passed in Minnesota since 2013. And it's been worked on for a couple sessions and it had broad agreement and finally passed. Uh, but this allows for an upgrade to the uh, conservation improvement program. So currently, under current law, utilities are required to make a 1.5% efficiency improvement in their operations each year. And they do that by providing rebates to customers to put more energy efficiency efficient appliances in or replace their windows so they can be energy efficient um, and they meet their goals that way. This is um, no small thing in 2017-2018 and improved the we were able to um, reduce carbon emissions uh, through this by 1.9 million metric tons which is like taking 350,000 cars off the road so it's 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 a big deal. So we upped the efficiency requirement to 1.75% for utilities. Um, also doubled the amount of money that's going to low-income households for energy efficiency improvements. This would put uh, Minnesota in the top three in the country as far as providing uh, energy efficiency resources for households with low incomes. So this will save money for customers, allow customers to save money in their electric bills, allow us to meet our uh, climate goals in the building and housing sector, which has been stubborn for us. Um, so this will be just a, a very good policy uh, for Minnesota, and it was had broad support. It was great to pass that on Monday. Oh, once again, uh, Todd Lippert is with us, our state representative. Let's talk about the uh, farming uh, mediation. We touched on that just a little bit, uh, farmer-lender mediation that you had been proposing. Where's that at right now? Is that... So um, I was pleased that we were able to reauthorize the Farmer Lender Mediation Act, uh, this in the ag policy bill that passed on Monday. 
This is something I've been working on for uh, uh, both sessions. This is an important program for farmers. It allows uh, farmers who are facing foreclosure to enter into mediation, have the support of a mediator as they're uh, looking at multiple creditors across the table, and it can help them uh, find a way to restructure their finances and keep farming. This has been a key program since the 80s to keep farmers on the farm. Um, But it sunsets every five years, and so we were able to um, reauthorize the program until 2027. So this resource uh, for farmers to um, help them when they're they're facing financial difficulty will still be in place. I was hoping we would be able to extend the time frame for uh, mediation from 90 days to 120 days. Uh, There's evidence that that more and more large banks are uh, the ones that farmers are dealing with. they're dealing with nationwide banks, and it seems like those lenders aren't really uh, dealing with farmers in good faith, these these big banks that don't have ties to the community. Uh, this would have been a way to provide farmers some more time. Uh, Republicans in the Senate wouldn't agree to that. So uh, we'll keep working on this and looking for ways to hold those large banks accountable when they're dealing with farmers, but we're glad to get this reauthorization in place for the next five years. You know, we talked to you on uh, Tuesday. We had just gotten that uh, through the, the the budget. Uh, the budget deal had been announced, and uh, there's a lot of good feelings everywhere. Everyone's happy about it. Now you got to work out the details of that. So that's a far from being a done deal right now. Uh, does it seem like uh, everything now that you do have the numbers and uh, is are things falling into place? Is there still contention? Quite a bit of contention uh, going on. And do you expect a, a deal to be done by what June fourteenth? I think that's when. Uh, the governor is going to be calling a special session uh, regardless if we have deals or not. So I think um, it sounds like things are conversations are moving forward. Uh, there's contention. There's no doubt about that. Uh, we have, you know, what we received are just the numbers for each budget area and all the details of what goes in to the budget bills um, has to be negotiated. So there's, uh, there's the contention and there will be between uh, Democrats and Republicans. Uh, but so far, um, from what um, I can tell as I'm having conversations with my colleagues, it feels like conversations are moving forward. And uh, we, we know we need to get this budget deal done. Uh, we want to put a budget in place that's good for Minnesotans. We want to avoid a, a government shutdown. Uh, so we'll have motivation to, to move this through. All right. Is there anything else you'd like to tell us while we have you in? Uh, just one more thing I would mention. Um, I was in with my teenage, two of my teenage children today getting, getting vaccines and getting their first shot. So just encourage folks to, if you haven't been vaccinated, go uh, get your COVID shot. If you know friends or family that haven't been vaccinated yet, have a conversation with them. Uh, we have loosened restrictions, but we're relying on the vaccine from here. And so uh, roll up your sleeve, uh, get the vaccine, and uh, we'll stay safe this summer. Amen. There you have it. Thank you so much for joining us, Todd. We certainly appreciate it. And we'll talk to you, I guess, maybe again next week. Um, I'd be open to that. Sounds good. All right. We'll see you then. Thanks, Jeff. State Representative Todd Lippert from District 20B. You're listening to 95.1 FM and AM 1080 KYMN Northfield.